back. This is Podcast 9, Part 2 of What Are Their Issues? Questioning to Find Their Needs. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into this than what we did in the last podcast. Before we do that, I want to again encourage you. We are on social media. Please go out to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. Give us a good rating. We're also on iPod. Apple Podcast and Stitcher. We're going to be expanding further from there. Come out to our LinkedIn page and our Facebook page and leave comments and give suggestions. Go out to our website, register, download the free ebook, leave me a message on what type of information you'd like to discuss and possible individuals to interview about sales and improving sales. So today, again, we're going to talk more about questioning to find their needs. We're going to dig a little bit deeper in this podcast than in podcast eight. You really need to have a process to your questioning. The sales reps who walk in only thinking about what they need to find out about that particular situation, that particular problem, are going to be a lot lot less successful than those who come in with a full process in mind. And really, as long as they're answering your questions and you're able to have a nice conversation with them, there really needs to be no end to continual questions. It doesn't all have to happen in the first meeting. Additional conversations can drive more questions. Additional meetings can have more questions. You're constantly asking questions to find out more about what they're currently looking for, what hurdles there are, what future solutions you can provide to them. And at the same time, as we talked about so importantly, you're building rapport. So again, let's be prepared with your standard fact-finding questions. And as you're building your standard questions and also have an outline of where the paths may go down and be able to think on your feet to ask deeper questions, there's certain areas that you want to think about. So number one would be questions around the problem you have the meeting for. So this is the basic selling, what everyone's going to do. They're going to ask questions around what the current problem is, how will that help you, what are you looking for, those sorts of things. You've got to ask those questions. But again, think of secondary questions so you can drill down off of that. And it might open up also other opportunities. And again, you're keeping them talking. A second area is questions around impact of those problems and how they affect the person you're speaking with, hopefully your champion, or through other conversations, potential users of the current system and the new system. So that's a big part of it. They have some type of pain that they want to get resolved, and if they're the main person, it's probably their area of responsibility. They want to make their life easier or they want to solve this problem so they look like a hero to the company and you're there to help that. So be sure you have some questions around that, not just the initial question of how how is this currently affecting you and how can that how can that be changed, but drilling down deeper based upon what they say. So again, a lot of this you got to be able to think on your feet. Okay, a third area, question around potential solutions, future products you can offer. So whether you're with a company that has several products and solutions, or whether you're an entrepreneur and you have your own small business and you're sitting down with a company maybe you're providing a service or a product to, 
what other potential products or services could you offer to them in the future? So definitely ask around that. You know, what other responsibilities do they have? Where do they see their company growing? If they grow, what will they need? Will they need another tangible that you're selling exactly alike or different ones? What are they doing marketing-wise? What are they doing once this new product is in? What other areas are they going to look to expand off of or build off of that solution? Since they might have new capabilities with that new product, where is that going to take the company and what areas are you able to help them out with that? Fourth area, pain they're trying to solve and why. Some people think that that's that initial question that we talked about, the reason why you're there. That's part of it. But the pain doesn't always have to be specific to that product in that current situation. The pain may be with their current solution or have, it just takes too much time. There's too many resources going on. They're growing faster than the system can handle. But also, what are the impacts of that? So if, if there's too many resources, he or she is also thinking about, if I can free up some resources, then I can apply it to this part of the company which also may be another pain for them. So maybe you're solving two problems for, with, with your one offering. So there's financial pain, there's mental pain, there's other employee pains, and all of those you're going to ask around and see how you can currently resolve that and what other future products you have that could resolve those. If you solve this pain, what's his next pain? You're constantly thinking, what other areas can I help you with, either in conjunction with this or after this? If you're a small business owner, you want to have a client base that continually comes back to you. You don't always want to have to be finding a new company, a new company, a new company to keep your revenue going. Part of your revenue should be happy clients that will call you for their next item that they need as long as you have that product line or are expanding into those product lines. Those are four areas there around the products and solutions that you offer now and in the future and what they're looking for now and in the future. That in and of itself is going to set you above the majority of the sales reps out there. So here's our above the trenches discussion. The eagle eye salesperson. You need to find out the paths that you have to go through to get this product and get things signed on. Those initial areas of questions, that's going to give you an idea of how you proceed with your process. But you're basically blinded because there's a whole bunch going on in the background that unless you ask questions around, you're never going to know. And it's really going to stifle your sales process, possibly cause you to lose the deal. And you're just not going to know why. So now you need to get above the trenches and start asking questions around who the decision makers are. And what are the processes to get a signature? 
So what's the path of decision makers? Who are they? What areas are they in? What kind of relationship does your main contact have with those decision makers? As you're discussing, you need to also figure out if he's going to be, he or she's going to be your champion and a strong champion, or if they will eventually get, get you to another person who's going to end up being your true champion to help you get the deals done. So you need to map out all the decision makers. If you have to write it on a, on a board or write it on a piece of paper to learn that path and see who's connected to who, that's helpful, especially when you're, in, when you're dealing with larger companies. If you're dealing with, if you're a small businessman and you're dealing with a one-person a one business or a 10-person business, there aren't a lot of decision makers, but there are some influencers, so you got to find out who the influencers are, no matter what the company size is. And the processes. So once somebody says yes, who does it have to go to next? Uh, who reviews the contract? Before it gets signed, what has to get approved? Is there something in finance? Is there something in legal? Is there something in IT? Is there, for example, putting up a sign or if you're putting up, um, if you're doing some construction for a company, what legality and what governmental paperwork do you, has to get done? You have to learn and know all of that. Have questions around who the roadblockers are. Who are the people that are against this project and why? Or just in general, maybe they're a negative person. So what do we have to cover to make them, get them on your side? What step are they in the process? Are you going to be able to confront them right away and get them on your side? Is that something that's down the road? Do you want to try to avoid them? You've got to figure out what your roadblocks are and then start to think about how you're going to get around or over those. And that's where your champion's going to come into play because they can give you some insights into that person about who they are, about what their role is, why they're like that, if there's someone else that can work with you to get around them or get them on your side. And also, too, roadblocks don't always, you always, don't always have to avoid them. If it's a person that's a roadblock and you win them over, they're going to be your strongest ally and help you get the deal done, just how it works. And you also have to question around time frames. What's the overall time frame? What's the time frame for each process? What finances? Is this already an approved budget? Is this something that still has to get approved? Find out information along those lines about legal, about signatures, about you've got to have at least initial answers and write them down. You constantly get confirmation as you're going through the sales process. Confirm with your champion, hey, this is the next step. Has anything changed? Are these people still on our side? It seems like things are slowing down. Is there an issue that we haven't discussed? If you're sensing something is wrong, Chances are you're right. You need to find out what that is. Constantly tweaking. You're constantly questioning around that. Constantly be above the trenches to figure out what's going on and keeping this moving through the process. Those seven areas of questions. Current problem. One. Two. Impact of those problems. Three. Questioning around potential future solutions and products, questioning around their pain and how to solve them, 
questioning around decision makers and processes, roadblocks, timeframes, and finances. Those are the areas you got to prepare to have in the conversation. So again, there should be some set questions that you have. Just standard questions. You can tweak them as you research the company, as you research your contact, but you've got to have those questions. But you also got to be thinking on your feet and be able to ask secondary and third level questions to dig deeper and let the conversation go, but staying in control of that conversation as we as we discussed in the last podcast. If it doesn't all come out in the first meeting, that's fine. You can have second meetings. You can have you're going to have phone conversations that you can continue these and pick up. And if if you have a good relationship with them, they don't even realize what you're doing. And you're building trust. You're building rapport. But at the same time, you're continually being assured that your project and you are on the right path to getting this done. I didn't bring competitors up. Competitors kind of are standard. You, you definitely have to ask that. I think that's going to be along the areas of uh, potential roadblocks, potential, you know, around their problem, really in that first set of questions. What other companies are they looking at and why? Who's currently in there? Why are they thinking about leaving that company? That sort of thing. So you're, you're, those are the standard questions around the problem and around the potential solution should be in there. We'll have a future podcast about competition, but just keep in mind, always remember, don't talk negatively about your competitor. You're talking positively about your product. You don't know what they think about your competitor right now. And plus, you don't want to look bad and tear down someone else. Your goal is to make your product look like it's the best choice. So I hope that was helpful. But again, have your book, have your set set of questions, be able to think on your feet to have secondary and third level questions and dig deeper and find out more answers to help you be more knowledgeable and above the trenches and knowing where this is going and you're controlling the process. You're also closing for the next steps. Every time trial closes, once you hit that first step, you're you get buy-in. So, hey, since we did this step, you had mentioned before that this would be the next step. We need to go see Mary. Is that still the right next person we need to speak with? Or you said you wanted to see some samples. When can we set that up? So you're, you're getting buy-in on the next step. You're getting time frames. You're closing for that time frame. If possible, you're setting that date up while you're there. So I hope this was helpful. Again, get back out to our website contact me. Let me know what your struggle is, what you want to talk about. Come out to our podcasts, our YouTube page, subscribe to that. Um, Give us some good feedback. So good luck selling. 